I also, this week, went to Australia's most Instagrammable restaurant. Pink walls, pink roof, pink seats, pink pizzas. Yep, it was like walking in to a flamingo's ball sack. <laughs> Welcome to chapter 127 of Profound Retellings of a Luminous Lad. How are you all doing? Guys, I'm not running out of ideas. A few people have been messaging me recently going, man, you must be running out of ways to say memoirs of a white guy at the start of the podcast. Clearly not. Luminous Lad is one of the most accurate descriptions of myself. I feel like I came out of the womb as a luminous lad. Like the doctor did that. <laughs> you know that what's that spell they do in Harry Potter? Where they're like the doctor was like luminous maxima and then he tipped my like the tip of my dick with his wand <laughs> and then forever I've just been the ultimate white kid. And now I'm a luminous lad going strong. And since that day I've always had a soft spot for Drake and reruns of Love Island. And that's me, guys. That's I feel like that should be... If I had Tinder, that whole last 30 seconds would be my Tinder bio. Just like, hey, I'm Luke, I'm 23 years old, and um, I'm a, I'm a luminous lad. <laughs> That's like my origin story. You know, Spider-Man, he, didn't he get bitten by a spider? You know, Batman, like, oh, he's scared of bats, so he overcame his fear. Like, that's a cool origin story. You know, Green Arrow, There's he was like Arrow, he was on the island, and he, he all he could use was a bow and arrow, so he became a lead at that. Every, every superhero has a great origin story, and that's mine. It was Luminous Maxima on the tip of my dick hole. <laughs> and then that explains the, my weepic consumption, my in, inability to dance in time. I'm actually not a very good dancer. I know that's a stereotype. It's fucked up, but most stereotypes are true, which is why the stereotypes. I'm a shit dancer. I hate spicy food, and I own two collections of footy cards. Whatever. So I'm white. Now, guys, it's been a big week for me. I've had a large one. Hope you guys have too. I finished the tambourine tour this week. I finished my national tour in Aubrey and Canberra. It's been a long first half of the year. I feel like I've been touring the show for five months because I have been. I started at the end of January and uh, it's been absolutely unreal. It's thank you guys so much. I'll talk about it later on the podcast. I also this week went to Australia's most Instagrammable restaurant. So it's a lot of gold ticket this week, a lot of, lot of achievements. And um, that was definitely not on the bucket list, but <laughs> I'll I want to talk about it. And also, Shrek the Musical is coming to Australia. I've got some thoughts on that too, and people keep sending me articles. And it's just funny. I've never really spoken about Shrek that much on this podcast, but I feel like it's just under the surface well known that I'm a Shrek head, and I love all things Shrek. And I do. I will talk about it later in the podcast. <laughs> Now, Australia's most Instagrammable restaurant. Already, there's a couple of you vomiting in your mouth right now. And there's probably a few of you going, oh, Luke, tell me more, because I attract people like me. Um, it's funny, man. I went to Aubrey and I looked out in my audience. And now, look, it's not a good thing. And, and it might be just more of 
less of a reflection of me and more of a reflection on Aubrey and lots of regional towns, but it was all white people. There wasn't even like like a, a Greek person there. There wasn't even someone who was, you know, like Arabic. Usually there's there's a lot of, like usually I have quite a multicultural crowd when you go to the major cities like Melbourne, Sydney, not so much Brisbane, but looking at an Aubrey, I just went on stage and I was like, holy shit. It's like looking in a mirror. Like it's one of those crazy mirrors at a fun house where you see like, you know, a hundred different versions of yourself and you're like, holy shit. It's like a fucking booper ad and everyone, except that I'm the healthier version because <laughs> it was in Aubrey and I wasn't sitting in the front where like the one dude was wearing like a Holden t-shirt, cargo shorts, thongs in the middle of winter and like sunnies on the back. Oh man, anyway, I love going to regional towns. Thank you guys so much who came out. I forget what my point was. The point, my point was, yeah, I attract a lot of people like me. Anyway. I went to Australia's most Instagrammable restaurant, and I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's called Pink, or Pink the Restaurant, or Restaurant Pink, or Pink Restaurant. It's a pink restaurant. It's like, okay, I walked in there. It's pink walls, pink roof, pink seats, pink pizzas. Yep. It was like walking in to a Flamingo's ball sack. <laughs> Just... It was bad. Like, okay, I don't want to trash it. I don't want to be that guy. Just go, fuck this restaurant. It was fine. Wasn't for me, though. And I... Sometimes whenever I feel basic, I then go to places like that, and I'm like, I'm doing fine. I I know, like, there's... You know, I joke about a lot. Oh, I'm so simple and stuff. I was probably top three sophisticated people in that room. I went with my girlfriend's family, and um, yeah, it was something. So we went there after an eight-hour drive to Canberra, So from Canberra. So maybe I wasn't in the best frame of mind to appreciate all this pinkness in its glory. It was like... It was like... Well, okay, it's a bit crude, but it was like walking into a vagina that's what it was, it was, I was the only, no, I was, there was two other, I saw one other guy there, there was two guys in the room that weren't working there, there was a couple of waiters that were dudes, but I was one of two guys in the entire restaurant, so I don't think I'm the target audience, um, this is more memoirs of a white girl territory, but I will address it nonetheless, um, firstly, let's start here, the menu, so you sit down at this pink table on your pink chair with your bloody pink plate, your pink this and your pink that, there's pink flowers, a lot of pink. <sighs> the menu read, so, so, I, so I look at the menu and the first thing I see is pasta la vista baby under the pasta section. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. I'm like, whoa, would you, are you ready to order? No, thank you. I'd rather die. Sorry, just let me... Like, honest... Okay, this is how it would have gone down. Like, oh, I read Pastor La Vista, baby. And then they're like, oh, would you like to order? And I should have said, um, oh, yeah, I would love a saw. 
actually. And they would have been like, sorry, what, a saw? I'm like, yeah, yeah, a saw. Could you, did you have a saw back there? They're like, oh, we don't have any saws on the menu. You might have to go to Bunnings for that. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. Well, could you go to Bunnings? Could you, could you duck out? Get me a saw, and then I'll, I'll just pay for it. And they're like, oh, yeah, no worries. So 20 minutes later, the waiter and his pink apron and his pink things come back, and everyone else has ordered all their pink food. There's people eating fairy floss and stuff. He goes, sir, here's your saw. And I'm like, great, thank you. And then he just watches me cut my fucking dick off. <laughs> As I'm sitting there, surrounded by pink shit. Like I'm in a fucking... Like I felt like Ken, man. I felt like I was in a Barbie house and... Look, there's nothing wrong with pink. It's fine. But it was just... It was like the way it was so aggressively shoved in your face. Like, all the cocktails were pink. All of them. Not even red or blue. There was like... They they put food dye and shit to make things pink. They even served me a pink pizza. So I had to order a pizza called The Princess. Because of course I did. The names of the pizzas, no joke. I wrote this down, you can look it up, okay? The names of the pizzas were, there was a, I ordered the pizza called The Princess. So he was like, mate, what do you want? And I was like, oh, saw, and he goes, I don't have one. So I was like, all right, I'll have a pizza called The Princess. And he goes, and the guy, the the waiter, laughed at me. He goes, (laughs) really? And I was like, I'm sorry. Have I named your pizzas this shit? Or you? There was another pizza called... I think you're cute. That was the name of the pizza. So if, in order to order that, you have to say, <clears throat> excuse me, waiter or waitress. If it's a waitress, I would not want to order it because I've got a girlfriend. I'm sitting next to my girlfriend. I've like, sorry, um, can I just have the, uh, I think you're cute. My girlfriend would have been like, what? Wait, what? You think she's... No, no, no. I'm just ordering a pizza because you brought me to this fucking stupid restaurant. <laughs> Oh, like, I feel like you you can't have a pizza name where it forces the customer to hit on the waiter or waitress. You can't be like, oh, yeah, I'll just um have a, I think you're cute. And the waitress would, and I bet, I bet if I had have ordered that pizza, the waiter would have been like, made some lame joke, like, oh, stop it, or whatever. And I would have been like, I'm not complimenting you. I'm ordering your shit fucking pizza. You know that. Right? I'm going to get fucking me tooed from ordering at a restaurant. I don't want to flirt with the staff for no reason. I don't, it's, I don't want to hit on the staff. Like, oh, can I get a, I think you're cute? Like, that's one step away from, can I get a, do you do anal? Sorry, what? Oh, it's just, it's just one of your desserts. It's called the, do you do anal? Because your pizzas are called, I think you're cute. And um, that wouldn't be much of a stretch at this point. Just like your butt. So do you do it? Um, <laughs> anyway, then um, there was a sign when you walked in, and you can check this out on their Instagram. Because, uh, and I will post pics on the memoirs of a white guy Instagram during the week, uh, which you can go follow. And um, I, I, I did an album when I was there. Don't worry. I, I it was it was Australia's most Instagrammable restaurant. You fucking bet your ass I'm putting it on the gram. Now. Um, I went to um yeah yes so there was a there was a there was a sign a neon sign behind the uh, cash register because of course there was and it said I love you to pizzas. Now the first time I read it because I'm the dumbest person alive, I read I mean Meg and I me and my girlfriend we <laughs> we took forty five minutes to work out. Now a few of you have probably already worked out the pun. The pun there was, I love you 
to pieces. But it said pizzas because the restaurant served pizzas. That's the joke. My brain... I'm kind of proud of myself for not even getting it. My brain assumed... Literally is like running at a... I'm not saying my comedy is highbrow at all. It's not, okay? I just made an anal joke about two minutes ago. But where I sit on the comedy spectrum is between anal comedy and just above I love you to pizzas pieces pun I sit just in that little bracket there and just below that there's this little bracket so my head just zoomed completely over the top of it that joke just went fucking vroom, just completely over my head and I stared at this sign and I literally turned to Meg and was like what does I love you to pizzas mean and I literally was trying to work out why they were like... Because I thought it would say, I love pizzas. What got me was, I love you too, pizzas. I'm like, what else do they love? This is a confusing sign. And then someone next to me was like, literally some white girl I heard at this table was like, <laughs> oh, how is the neon? I love you to pieces, but pizzas. And I went, oh... <laughs> <laughs> took some fucking chick to legitimately laugh at the laugh at the neon sign for me to get it. I was like, oh, it's a joke. I'm sorry. I don't know whether it's because I've been driving for eight hours or if that's just not a joke to me. I look at that and I don't I don't see a sign like that and go, <laughs> comedy. I see a sign like that and go, I love you too, pizzas. What? <laughs> I'm stupid. I'm literally, this is how dumb I am. I am too stupid to enjoy Australia's most Instagrammable restaurant. <laughs> that's, that, that's really, that says a lot. And that's, um, that's, a, that's a harsh reality to face. That, like, you, like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> Most people would go into that restaurant being like, I'm intelligent enough to get all the things in this room. There were umbrellas on the roof. That's the kind of thing we're dealing with. I kept writing down stuff. Okay, this is another thing that pissed me off. Now, look, go there. I'm not trying to trash the business. You'd probably love it. All right, if you listen to this podcast, it's probably your jam. But the food was good and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it was was a good place. But it's just, it was just like, like, I got served a pizza with pink around the crust like pink around the rim. So my pizza just looked like a fucking asshole. Like literally, it looked like it'd been baked in a unicorn's butt. (laughs) And the unicorn shattered out and it shattered out this pink rimmed pizza. It was insane. And then someone asked at the table, someone's like, oh, do you use food dye on the crust? Like why is the crust of the pizza pink? Because it's a pizza crust and it shouldn't be pink. Pizza crust should be the color of bread because it's dough. And that, and everyone knows that. Imagine if you saw a green pizza crust, you'd be like, "That's moldy. I, I don't want that. That's irregular." Nope, pink's the same. So you see a pink pizza crust, and straight away, someone at the table goes, "Oh, how come it's pink?" And they go, and, and someone goes, "Do you use food dye?" And then the guy, the waiter, was like, "No, we actually use our natural beetroot. We put beetroot around the thing." And I was like, "Don't put, don't put fucking beetroot on my pizza. That's like going like." <clears throat> Are we actually, like, don't dip, don't dip my pizza crust, is all I'm saying, in fruit juice or vegetable juice or whatever a beetroot is. That's like going like, oh, we actually just uh, 
How come it's green? Oh, we dipped your um, pizza in broccoli. Why'd you do that? Oh, we just thought it would make it better because it's green. Well, that's stupid. Yeah, it is. Don't dip my pizza. So that's a warning. Now, if anyone here works at a pizza shop, maybe locally near Diamond City, and you ever see me going around ordering a pizza, don't dip it. Okay, thank you. Um, what else did it piss me off? Oh, okay, the glasses were so white. The glasses were... I took a picture of them. Don't worry. It'll, it'll, be, all, it'll be all up on my Instagram story. Or if you're watching the podcast now, it's up on the screen. Um, the width. The fucking sheer width of these glasses. It was like drinking out of a Petri dish. Like a, like a beaker at school. It was just... It was like I was drinking out of... Like I was holding a plate and I was like... Just slurping that shit up. Make taller glasses less wide. I couldn't even fit my entire hand around the glass. Oh, I had to like... You know how like some people, their hands are too small to palm a basketball? Like you try and get your whole palm and pick up a ball... I couldn't palm this glass. I was like using two hands. It was the widest fucking glass I've ever I've ever drunk out of. Just so many things like I don't know, maybe some of this cuz I was mad. And also, now, the waiter seemed like a nice guy. All right, and I'm probably going to be the asshole here. But don't don't watch me eat. I think that's a general rule most people would agree with. You know, you're bloody getting into your pizza. There's cheese stringing off my mouth. I look like I'm into it. Because I was. I was hungry. And I was like, and there was, it was just yuck. And then all I just I just feel his presence. And he comes over the top. You know, like, like, a, like a, you know, like in a horror movie, how you see the shadow of like whatever's coming to kill you before you actually see it. I saw the waiter's shadow just loom over me. And I didn't want, I was so scared to look around because I was like, oh, his pink apron's going to be right there. And I quickly looked around. I was like, <gasps> and it was him. And he goes, how are you enjoying the music? And I was like, what? He goes, how are you enjoying the music, mate? And I'm like, it's fine. It's good. It was just background restaurant music, like just in the background. It wasn't that loud. I was like, "Yeah, it's it's adequate." What do you want me to say, man? It's a good Spotify playlist. It's 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 fits the whole vibe, you know. It the the music isn't masculine, but it's you know, and and it is making me get more in touch with my feminine side, like this whole restaurant is, and that's fine. So I was like, "Yeah, man, it's it's good." And he goes, "No worries. How are you enjoying the crust on your pizza?" And I was like, yeah, it's cool. And like the beetroot, yep, it's fine. It's, it's adequate. I was like, yeah, good, man. And I was trying not to be rude. And then it was great, great. And then he didn't leave. He just lingered. You know when someone drops a fart in a room and you walk in there 10 minutes later and you're like, oh, why are you still here? <laughs> I was literally like, he was hanging around like a bad smell. Just just floating in between the table like, oh, guys, um, did you want me to get that glass? And someone's like, no, it's half full. You just can't tell because it's the width of fucking China. <laughs> you can't... <laughs> this glass is wider than the landmass of Russia. So you can't even tell if it's empty or not. He's just looming around the table. And you know why he was looming? Because they weren't very busy. I don't think this Australia's most Instagrammable restaurant is exactly taken off. I think they only opened a couple of weeks ago. And... <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't want to badmouth a business. It's good on him. And also, you have to walk through a through an Indian restaurant to get upstairs to it. It's on like Swanston Street in Melbourne. And 
you walk through this poor Indian restaurant where a bunch of like Instagram models were about to walk through this Indian restaurant where there's people just like having coke and and like butter chicken out of like a like a dirty container, right? And you walk through that and then it's like you walk up a staircase and that's the bar and that's the only entrance. And it must be so weird for this Indian business where all these like white girls are just cruising through the front of their shop but have no interest in buying butter chicken. I literally was was honestly tempted to go back downstairs and just eat some butter chicken and wait for everyone to finish their meal. Because <laughs> as soon as I saw the pizzas were pink, I just was like, oh no. And I don't want to, I don't want to say to the guy, the princess, as a, like a male, there's something in you and I, maybe it's, it's definitely like a toxic masculinity. I, I wanted I looked at all the stuff on the menu and I looked at the pasta la it said pasta la vista baby and I went well I don't want anything from there so I went across to the pizzas and then I was like oh there's I could order the sunflower the I think you're cute or the princess and I was like I don't want to say either of those to the guy so I was like and I liked the sound of the the princess because it was like a margarita it was just plain and that's that's my personality on a pizza and I'm the margarita of human beings and I was like to the guy oh I just want to get the princess and he goes sorry what and he goes I'm like just the princess and he goes so did you say the princess and I'm like yeah just the princess and then he laughed dude you knew what I said you work here People order the same three fucking pizzas all day. Don't pretend like you just wanted me to say it loud enough. So I had to be like, Ex I should have just been like, excuse me, <clears throat> I would like the princess. And then just like pointed at my watch. Just, just, TikTok motherfucker, that's an alpha way to order a princess pizza. Like, um, fucking Cinderella. Um, yeah, so this, this whole joint was like, I, I really can't work out how to describe it. I mean, Flamingo's Ballsack was the accurate description. It was like someone got a fire hose and then sprayed all the walls with watermelon cruiser. <laughs> That's what it was like. It was just eating in like the weirdest environment. And there was a flower wall. And you guys get it. You guys already know. That's the thing. I don't have to explain it because you already know. You just know what I'm talking about. It was... <clears throat> so simple. It was like... Uh, what's a good way to describe it? Um, it was like my, f my my food palette, you know? Except I didn't like any of the food in the venue. It, the food was actually more advanced. But yeah, oh, did I miss anything? Um, no, I think I got it all. It was just... Anyway. It, it was just like if a, if a four-year-old girl was like, I want to be a owner of a restaurant and then someone let her design the place it was like a four-year-old it was the architect and they were like put umbrellas on the roof and everyone was like why that's dumb like just do it <laughs> that's what it felt like to me and i was fucking flamingos everywhere there was like inspirational quotes written on the written on like the, the mirrors in the bathrooms like it was literally like if instagram was a place like, if, if the Instagram Explore page was a fucking restaurant, and they literally, like, nailed it. It's on point. It's like every... It was like everything I hate about society in a room together, and I was the only dude there. <laughs> so that's that's what I did this week. Australia's most Instagrammable restaurant. Go check it out. This has been a great ad for them. Um, you're bloody welcome. And, say, some of, someone from the restaurant might see this, and... 
Keep doing you. <laughs> Keep bloody baking your fucking pizzas in a unicorn's asshole. You bloody legends. I love it when people just do their thing. And that's they're, they're just doing their thing. And it wasn't for me. But hey, that's fine. Um, now, what's next? Um, Alright, let's do pump up songs. Ladies and gentlemen. Um... The Pump Up Song Ultimate Pump Bop competition started last week. I made the uh, official Pump Up Song bracket, which is where it's the top 16 Pump Up Songs as voted by you guys and the general public on the internet uh, are playing off together one by one in a what will be a long tournament. Uh, this week, Sandstorm, we're playing Thunderstruck, but before we get into it, uh, let's hit the opener. The ultimate pump up song countdown slash tournament. Da -da -da -da. I don't wanna get copyrighted, so I'm just doing that. Da -da -da -da. My there we go. Didn't get copyrighted last week, so it stayed the same. Although, um, listener of the show Jordan actually made his own opener as well for this segment so i wasn't sure which one to go for you know what let's play both all right this was jordan's opener and um maybe we have to do a vote of which one's the best opener <laughs> no we're not doing that i can't be able to do more polls but um yeah this was jordan's opener that he made in case my my opener got copyrighted what a legend here it is welcome to the wisest tournament of our lives here we will determine the best pump-up song in the world. This is Luke Kidgel's Ultimate Pump-Up Song Championship 2019. Fuck, I'm so pumped. Ugh, I want to fight anyone right now. Alrighty, so this week, uh, Thunderstorm... Oh, no. <laughs> not Thunderstorm. Thunderstruck was playing Sandstorm. That would be a better song. I bet you there's a remix online where Thunderstruck has been remixed with Sandstorm. If there's not, can someone please make it and call it Thunderstorm? Thunderstruck and Sandstorm remix. Please, YouTube, please deliver on this one. Nope, no one's done it. Can someone please make Thunderstorm the song. It's just like he goes. Wait, how does Sandstorm go? Like, and then it goes thunder. Oh, so okay, so it goes. Okay, this is how it will go. Wait, wait, I'll get it up. I'll get it up. Bear with me. All right, it's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be the greatest remix you've ever heard. And this is a live remix. Okay, so this is like real raw stuff. But just to put the idea, please. Okay, this is Sandstorm by Darude. Um, hang on. Nope, that's a different song by Darude. I've clicked the wrong song. Okay. But on the lead up, like Thunderstruck, he'd be like, Oh, 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 thunder. Oh, 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 thunder. Oh, 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 thunder. We've been Thunderstruck. And then it goes, Thunder. Whatever. <laughs> Thunderstorm would be dope. That's probably the ultimate pump-up song now in hindsight. You just got to remix all these songs. Now, 
Uh, Sandstorm by Darude were playing off against Thunderstruck by ACDC. Now, I honestly didn't know what the result was going to be. I assumed Thunderstruck would win narrowly. But it was a fucking landslide, if you guys saw the polls. So I did a Facebook group poll, Instagram poll, and a YouTube poll. Over 1,300 people voted in the YouTube poll, and it all the polls were the same. Pretty much all of them were at 70-30 in Thunderstruck's favor. 70% Thunderstruck. Sandstorm got absolutely fucking pulverized. And I think it's a credit to you guys, because I was a little worried that some people would vote for the meme. Like, a lot of people... But it's good that you guys are taking this seriously and you're voting with your heart and your gut and what you honestly think is a better pump-up song. And that's what's important in this competition. We don't need people voting because it's not its not about the laughs and it's, it's about literally the journey of finding the ultimate pump-up song. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for, for voting. Uh, with your heart and now Thunderstruck is view is through to the next round and that will be playing off against either Eye of the Tiger or Joker and the Thief depending on who wins that one in the semi-finals now uh, this week I want to go to the other side of the board so if you guys don't know if you're new to the podcast I've made the uh, ultimate tournament the uh, ultimate pump up tournament board and I want to go across the other side of the board this week because I think it's a really even matchup. This week, I want Hall of Fame by the script to be playing off against the Pokemon theme song. Now, a few people messaged me going, like, a lot of people agree with the Pokemon theme song. A lot of people disagree. So that's, I think it's going to be an even matchup. Now, for two reasons. Lyrically, the songs are actually quite similar. You know, like the lyrics of Hall of Fame is like, you can be the greatest, you can be the best, you know. And the lyrics of Pokemon Thong, like, I want to be the very best, like no one ever was. So they're both about, you know, the achieving peak success. One's in the world of training Pokemon, and one's in the world of boxing, according to the film clip. Um, so this is Hall of Fame uh, by the script featuring Will I Am. You guys probably heard it, it's a pretty popular song. This is a good, like, to work... I've worked out to this song before, and it's absolutely a juicy one to do. All right, we'll get to... We'll skip... And the general moral of the song here is the more effort you put in, you'll be standing in the Hall of Fame, you'll be the greatest, you'll be the best, you'll, you'll live, a, you'll live a, a good life, and you'll have a legacy. It's like the moral of this song, is the lyrics. See, the world's going to know your name. It's like, fucking, you be you, girl, you know? This is some empowering shit. It's like, you can be the second most talented member of the Black Eyed Peas. Thanks, Will, I am. That's what he's saying. He's like, you know, a lot more people know who Fergie is, but, you know, the world still knows Will, I am, and I appreciate that. It's good that he's optimistic. You can go the Okay, you guys get it. So that will be playing off. Uh, by the way, give these songs a listen in your own time if you want to really think about your decision because it's kind of like, this is like a democracy. Your vote matters and don't don't think, oh, if my vote doesn't matter, I won't bother. Your vote could literally be the difference. It, it was like the Savoy versus Jats thing when we started it on the radio show years ago. It was literally 700, I remember, 787 votes either side of my Instagram poll. If one more person had voted, we would have had a clear indicator of which is the better Bicky. So don't 
think for a second that your vote doesn't matter in this tournament. It absolutely does. And, um, and use it wisely. I voted for Thunderstruck this week. I wasn't just jumping on board the bandwagon. Thunderstruck, in my eyes, is the ultimate pump-up song out of that. And I'm glad that people didn't go the meme. Anyway, so the Pokemon theme song, which is uh, playing against, is uh, obviously this one. Strong start. Already, you're like, what is going on? Ooh. Like no one ever was. Boom. Already, opening line. It's fucking hard to hard to vote against, but I don't want to lead the witness. I don't even know who I'm going to pick because I don't know if people are going to go like the childhood nostalgia route of, oh man, this song used to get me psyched as a kid, or if they go, no, look, I do think that Hall of Fame is overall a better pump-up song. I honestly got no idea, and I'm not even sure which is the best pump-up song. I guess it's subjective, like all music is. You teach me and I teach you Pokemon. It's also bloody educational, this song as well. That's what I like about it. It's about it's about um, group learning. It's, it's constructive. And the keyboard solo, guys. Let's skip to that. This bit. I reckon it's one of the best 80s style. The guitar solo is ripping. Oh. Oh. This is my favorite bit. Alright. So, that's going to be one hell of a matchup this week. May the best pump-up win, guys. That's all I'm going to say. So, this week, the poll will be on Instagram Story again, YouTube, and the Facebook group. Hall of Fame by the script featuring Will I Am virtuing versing the Pokemon theme song. No idea who it's, who it's by. I assume the company Pokemon just owns it. But, um, yeah, guys, let's do it. So, let's m- make sure you put in your votes. Um, and hopefully, this week, the reason why I've, I wanted to skip to the other side of the board, by the way, this week, was because I don't want it to be another fucking landslide like last week. Last week was a uh, bloody avalanche. Like, there should have been one of those signs, you know, that are next to cliffs going like, caution, rocks may fall. And fucking hell they did, because it was an absolute landslide. Um... Well done to Thunderstruck and uh, okay, so um, all right, next segment. Well, we don't really do segments, but um, that's the end of this one. <laughs> uh, oh, I want to talk about this. Okay, last thing I want to talk about, and then we'll wrap up the podcast. And I'll I uh, I need to talk about um my shows as well. Shrek the Musical is coming to. Melbourne, and I found out about this via lots of people sending me articles, and also um, I watched this video. Heaps of people sent me this video of Sunrise a couple of days ago. I reported the story, and holy shit, it is one of the most awkward videos I've ever viewed. Shrek is one of the most enduring kids' movies ever, and now the stage show version is coming right here to Australia. So she's reporting on, like, the the musical, which, by the way, I've heard is a dog shit musical. Sorry to disappoint everyone. Um, look, it's obviously subjective. I, I just, I've heard that it's not the best musical on Broadway, um, but also, the standard on Broadway is fucking high. So, who knows? I haven't seen it, so I shouldn't judge it. After thrilling audiences in New York and London, the lavish multi-million dollar production will debut at Sydney. Now, she throws back to Koshi, who is one of the hosts of Sunrise. Everyone in Australia knows who Koshi is, but if you're overseas, um, 
Koshi is kind of like a meme, just because he's kind of an awkward dude, and he's just lame. So anyway, this is what happens when she tries to make a Shrek-related joke, and then throws it back to Koshi. Um, <laughs> she throws she throws back to Koshi, and she tries to make a joke, like a light-hearted joke, based around Shrek, and it does not go down well at all. Koshi, maybe you can get a walk-on role as the donkey. Bit of a cameo. That was mildly amusing, wasn't it? No, well, no. I gotta go for Shrek. Dude, the other girl reacts like she's just told, like, a horrible joke on air. Koshi, maybe you can get a walk-on role as the donkey. Bit of a cameo. She reacts like he's she's just called him a pedophile. It's bizarre, her reaction. She just, oh, look at that fucking face. Like, <gasps> you just called... Koshi a donkey? Because you were talking about Shrek? Dude, it's like, how do these people not know how to react? This is their jobs. How do they not know? Even if they were like, oh, I'm offended by that. How do you not know how to react to like, in a way where you just laugh it off because you're on live TV? You don't make it fucking awkward. What ensues is 15 seconds of some of the most awkward live television I've ever seen. Roll as the donkey. Bit of a cameo. Oh. <laughs> That was mildly amusing, wasn't it? No, well, no. <laughs> that was mildly amusing, wasn't it? Well, well, fuck off. <laughs> it's funny that no one laughed. Like, they're in a studio with probably 15 people, cameramen, makeup people. It didn't hit. Look, yeah, I've, I've had plenty of jokes bomb in my life. I get it. But not often after a joke bombs do you back it up with, Oh, that was mildly amusing, wasn't it? <laughs> and then someone goes, Oh, nah. <laughs> I didn't think so, actually. i got to go for Shrek. No, I was trying Shrek? to give you a compliment. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Oh, compliments. <laughs> I'm a donkey. Great. Thanks very much. That is a compliment. I agree with the girl. That is a compliment. Donkey is the fourth best Shrek character. Hands down, no argument. It goes Shrek, the gingerbread man, Pinocchio... And then Donkey. Fourth best character. Everyone knows that shit. Because Shrek's the best because it's like, you know, like, if it was me, you'd be dead or whatever. And he's got so many great quotes. He's a lovable character. That's why Shrek is such an icon still to this day. The gingerbread man might be controversial, but hands down the second best character. When he's like, oh, not the gun drop buttons. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's iconic. That is absolutely, you can't go past that. And then Pinocchio, man, when he's wearing the thong and they're trying to escape in Shrek 2, when he's down in the dungeon and they're like, he's like, tell a lie. And like, uh, are you wearing women's underwear? And then he's like, no. And then it doesn't go up because he is. And then he's like, I most, I most certainly am not. That's that's great, great banter, great script writing. It is, um, you can't beat that. Pinocchio is the bomb diggity, so is Gingy. Are you the muffin man who lives on Deary Lane? <laughs> um, yeah, Donkey's the fourth best character in that film. Bit of a compliment. And then it goes, uh, the mirror. I really like the mirror. You know, he's like, oh, and we have contestant number three. <laughs> and he's like, the Lord Farquaad, you've chosen Princess Fiona. I love that guy. That dude fucking gets it. Um, but yeah, that's not a, that's not a diss. Koshi, lighten the fuck up, mate. Absolutely lighten up. You are stiffer than my dick 
every time I see your bald head, mate. It is, um, he needs to absolutely just, how do you not have a sense of humor? Koshi writes joke books, but won't laugh at him being called a donkey. Yeah, it wasn't the funniest joke in the world. It wasn't really a joke. <laughs> she just called him a donkey, but at least it was intended as a joke. And I think everyone who watched that realized it was intended as a joke. It's so fucking rude to just sit there and be like, no, no, I'm not a donkey. No, well, no. I gotta go for Shrek. No, I was trying Shrek? to give a compliment. He, he looks like Shrek. I think, I think Koshi's right. He does look more like Shrek. And that would have been a funnier call if she had been like, ah, you're Shrek. Because he's fat and bald. And that's not a stretch to do when you, you know, that's David Kosh in 10 years. All he needs is a little bit more pudge. But anyway, I think, I think it was so funny that, um, that happened on live TV and then it obviously went viral because it went viral on Facebook because every young person was like, lol, for two reasons, lol, that Shrek the Musical is coming to Australia and double lol because these fucking adults don't know how to react to just lighthearted stuff. It's, it's insane. So, um. Man, Koshi, <laughs> Koshi like reminds me of um when the dad in Shrek turns into a frog at the end. <laughs> That's what Koshi reminds me of. Anyway, so um, that was awkward, and I am look. I don't know. Can people? All I wanted to talk about this was can people stop sending me Shrek the musical related shit on um Instagram? I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. I'm like, I, I'm not into musicals, really. I like Shrek, but uh, just send me Shrek memes if you want. Don't send me uh, Shrek musical-related content because I don't give a shit. But thank you for thinking I would. You guys are very kind. Uh, I did want to talk about Aubrey and Canberra shows. The, thank you guys very much for coming out to the last two shows. They went the fuck off. Both shows were so much fun. It was great. There was a... Gil and Aubrey, now if you saw the tambourine tour, you'll know that I have a bit of my show where I throw it out to the audience, which is, uh, who has a good party story? Because I have a party story that I tell in my show, and I was like, does anyone have a good party story? And usually it gets them like, oh, me and my mates were drunk, and he vomited everywhere, and he's like, ah, crazy, whatever. Aubrey is a town, if you don't know, three, about three and a half hours outside of Melbourne, quite regional, but big enough where shit happens and when shit happens it was it gets loose this girl in the front row she's snacking on savoys because she's a legend she puts up her hand up straight and goes yep i got one then proceeds to tell a story about i might put it up online actually maybe i shouldn't ruin it ah, i'll just tell you guys and you can see it again she told a story where she was getting fucked at a party at 3am in a portaloo in the backyard while they were fucking the portaloo got tipped over, fell to the ground, and she dislocated her shoulder from fucking in a portaloo. What a, what a legend. Like, what a, just a champ, eating Savoy's. Um, dislocated my shoulder because I was in a portaloo with someone and a fellow. You were in a, like in, like in a cubicle. No, portaloo, like in a backyard. Like, oh, You were, oh, why was there a porta potty in a backyard? Yeah, right. <laughs> Guys, plumbing's great. You'll find out about it soon. <laughs> oh, so, so, like, you were making out with someone? I haven't a shag before the body. Oh, I haven't a shag. <laughs> I haven't a shag. <laughs> great. Yeah. How's your shoulder now? Was that a while ago? It's still fucked. Still fucked. Did you never get it? A... No, I, like, had it. 
Do you make up a story when people ask, or do you just tell them? Yeah, it's on my belt over in the shower. Yeah, that's a better one. Um, yeah, and it's not a half lie. You're like, ah, oh, it was wet. So it's a, it's like it's like a, a little it's a teeny lie. You know, you're bending the truth. That's good. That's really clever. Anyway, Canberra was also sick, so I just pretty much wanted to say, you guys are legends, you guys make every show so much fun, was my point. Um, you never know what's going to happen at one of my shows, I never know what's going to happen. And I think it makes it fun to be an audience member, like, I had people come to this show, to three different shows, I think the record was three. Like, I had this guy named Jack, and uh, came to um, Sydney, Wollongong, and... Um, Canberra, my last show, which is cool. He bought his whole family. What a legend. So shout out to Jack. Also, um, had a, that, a bunch of other people who came twice and stuff to different shows. And I think that really shows that, uh, it, hopefully it means that it's a lot of fun. And that's all I wanted this tour to be. It was to be so much fun for people to come out. This The reason why I called it the tambourine tour wasn't really to do with the tambourine. It was because what the tambourine, the, the lame metaphorical meaning for me was that the tambourine represented me having a fucking awesome year this year and uh, having a lot of stories to tell. Every single story in my show was true. Uh, the Kesha story, if you saw it, that's true. The fucking story of uh, like the 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 three the, the three Ubers, like the Canberra, the Ken thing. Just to everyone to see my show, like looking back on it now. I think a lot of people thought it was bullshit, but I just wanted to write a show this year full of stories. Because often, if you, especially if you've seen my bits in the past, some of them are like me talking about The Bachelor and me about things like, oh, you know, like girls do this or like guys do this. And that's, that's just observational stuff. I really, I don't know why, I just wanted to set myself a challenge of doing something different this year with the show and um, telling stories. And that's why I called it the tambourine tour. It was because I took a tambourine everywhere I went this year overseas and I came back from those overseas trips with a lot of stories. So, yeah, that was it. I hope you guys love this show. It was absolutely my most successful tour to, to date. I think it was my best tour to date, the show-wise. And uh, the comedy special will be coming out in September, which is, majority of it is the tambourine tour, and then there's got some old bits in it as well. So, um, yeah, I'm stoked for you guys to see that. I can't wait for it to be out. And, uh, yeah, I just want to thank everyone so much for coming out to support me. Uh, this is literally, like... Like, the only thing now... So, I, I don't do radio anymore. So, pretty much, like, the people who come see my tours are the reason why I can keep doing what I'm doing. And also, the Patreon people as well. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to those people because uh, that's how I've, I've, uh, I've afforded all this shit. Uh, all this... Not shit. It's fucking good equipment and it's very expensive. So, thank you guys so much. And I do want to say that I, if you were thinking of supporting me on Patreon, that would be awesome, that is how I'm funding this podcast and everything I do online from now on, I was, I have been going to look look around this week at podcast spaces and film spaces, unfortunately, I realized I had one that I found and I got sent the invoice and I was almost ready to sign the lease and I just realized that I probably can't afford it just yet. Um, which is disappointing, but it's, it's just the thing that I'll try and tick off in the future. So, um, yeah, if you wanted to jump on the Patreon, um, and listen to the Luke and Meg podcast, which is the podcast that I do with my girlfriend every fortnight, um, there's a Patreon only podcast on there. If you like this one that you'll enjoy. So yeah, if you want to jump on there, it's just, you can put any amount of money a month, $1, $3, you name it. Uh, there's different rewards you get on there as well, depending on how much money. And um, yeah, it's a cool thing. It's a cool community we've got in our Discord. 
So yeah, there's like a full forum where I get in there every day and chat to you guys and that's how people suggest openers and all the different shit for my podcast and you can suggest stuff I can talk about and etc. So yeah, I'd love you if you guys thought about supporting me on Patreon. Uh, it would be good to be able to move into a film space because I'm currently doing this podcast out of my bedroom and I want... Um, it's, it's hard to film five days a week when people are home most days at my house. So, um, yeah, I, that'd be cool if, and it's something I want to move into and there's a few big projects coming out soon. Um, otherwise guys, stay tuned. Thank you very much for tuning in to another memoirs of a white guy. If you liked it, please, uh, review it on iTunes. There was a couple of reviews there. Uh, go leave a funny review on iTunes and I will read it out and, um, yeah, that helps the whole thing so yep support me on patreon thank you guys so much for coming out to the tour you guys are legends there's also leftover tambourine tour merch on my website if you want to get that um and yeah that's all i got to plug so thank you guys for listening i hope you have a good week and remember uh if someone calls your donkey don't be a fucking dick about it <laughs> see ya